I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines on a big Monday. Antonio Brown gone. Tampa Bay's Super Bowl odds going down, down. They're now 9-1. to one. A.B. meant that much, especially with the other injuries at Playmaker. We'll get into that Tampa Bay situation. If you look at college football, it's clear. It's SEC. Georgia rolls. Alabama rolls. Now, what's surprising, perhaps, Georgia in the championship game is favored by a field goal. Speaking of a field goal, the Pittsburgh Steelers tonight favored by a field goal. It's interesting. The Browns, before eliminated, were favored by the same three points. So a six-point swing tonight due to motivation. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas. Your host, RJ Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas, live on a, not a big Monday, a big, big Monday, double big, big squared, live on 225 Fox Sports Radio stations across this great, great nation. And let me tell you, I usually do a back of the napkin. How much show do we have to squeeze in an hour? This is the biggest number I've ever come up with, 142 minutes. We've got to squeeze into 60 minutes. So no messing around. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. Well, first off, let's not. Big Ben will decide when he retires. A.J. Hoffman will not decide when Big Ben retires. But let's pray that he retires as a Steelers fan. Enough. It's time to start looking backwards is what it's time. But that's going to be about 645. We'll do our Vegas preview on that. And we'll have a prop best bet. How'd you do on your prop best bet last week? Okay, so you're still in it. Okay. By the way, thank you for Fez for when I uh, didn't feel well. He jumped right in and did a fine job by all accounts. Vegas Lee today, though, it is going to be Tampa Bay. This is Tom Brady potentially, potentially last chance at a Super Bowl. Now, not last chance, but I think it's fair to say last best chance. And it's all crumbling down, AJ. Yeah, the Tampa Bay Bucks beat the Jets 28-24 in a furious comeback, failed to cover any numbers, 14.5-point uh, favorites they were. Tampa Bay now plus 900 to win the Super Bowl. They had been plus 750 prior to that game. Now, I've got some questions, some big questions about the Jets play calling, about <laughs> how it was different than last week, but we're going to hold those. Now, we can say, oh, seven and a half to one to nine to one. That's not much of a drop. Remember, the futures markets are not anywhere near as liquid or as predictive as the game markets. And you know why? Because there's a lot of recreational batters, you know, hey, throw 50 bucks on the, the Chicago Cubs kind of thing. 
And also the books are extra greedy. I mean, books are cockroachy <laughs> types anyway, most of them. Not all of them, but most. Don't let your daughter marry a bookie, I think might be something we should be talking about at some point. But there's some good ones. The reality is whenever you can't see what the VIG is, what the commission is, it's, it goes through the roof. So let's say uh, normal side, uh, normal, you know, Bucks are playing the Jets. It's minus 110 on the spread, minus 110 the other way. That's a 20 cent straddle, and that comes out to less than 5% commission. So for if if uh, everyone always says, yeah, the bookie's got it great, 100,000 one way, 100,000 the other, they win 10,000. It's true, not perfect theoretical situation. It's an it's an automatic $10,000 win, but you know what? 10,000 out of 210,000 is less than 5%. So not saying that's not enough, it is, but that hold, if you just bet sides, even if you're a drunk baby flipping coins, and that's what you're betting, you're going to lose in the long run less than 5%. Okay, now, commission on futures is different because you can't see how much they're taking. Oh, look, Kansas City is... In fact, AJ, read, read to me the favorites up to Tampa Bay and then... I'll make my case about how you don't know what the commission is. Packers plus 350, Chiefs plus 475, Bills plus 800, Rams plus 850, Bucks plus 900. Wow. So Green Bay. So the, is that because Green Bay looks so good, you think? Or is that more because Tampa Bay got weakened? <laughs> I think a lot of it has to do with Green I think maybe that's a good point that Tampa got weakened, but Green Bay locking up home field, I think, has a lot to do with it. So, basically, they've got one less playoff game than anybody else is guaranteed right now. Okay, so you're thinking, yeah, but, but boy, I, I didn't see how the futures market moved yesterday. Did McKenzie, did you see, like, before, once uh, Cousins was announced out, that was Saturday, what? Uh, you know, that was early Saturday, right? Yes, or, early Saturday, yeah. Or was that even Friday? Yeah. So, the at that point, did you see a major move on Green Bay in the futures market? Because I once they go out to be a 14-point favorite... I had seen some movement. They were about at parity with the Chiefs at 4-1, four to one, four, plus 425 earlier in the week. So, some movement. So, so it is interesting. On one hand... You got Green Bay locking up the one seed, one less game, two games in Lambeau, which is one of the, if not the, I would say today, the best home field advantage in the NFL is Lambeau. And to be candid, it's not even close. Uh, the ones that would be competitive historically, Seattle, obviously not this year. The intensity's not there. New Orleans, maybe against Tom Brady, but I mean, not really. And then you got second tier, you know, Minnesota, second tier amongst the elite home fields. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Indy. Yeah, I put Indy way above Baltimore and Pittsburgh. In fact, I'm not even sure about Baltimore anymore. But, yeah, I mean, you're getting down to like, huh, who knows, right? Uh, so if there's any team that's going to be – that's going to benefit – from locking up the home field, well, one, not having to play a game. Because remember, even if you're a big favorite against a seven seed, imagine San Francisco might be the seven, or Philly might be the seven. So those aren't pushover games. 
remember Washington was a bad seven or a bad team relatively. Tampa Bay was the wild card. But look how well they played against Tampa last yep. year. Probably the best game or one of the best games anyone played against them in the playoffs. So having to play that extra game as the two seed like that now Kansas City looks to have to uh, is a huge deal. So downgrade Kansas City makes sense to me. Upgrade Green Bay off of the home field locking up makes sense. And obviously Tampa weakening, I think, is a part of it also. And on that home field note, the Tennessee Titans went from 20 to 1 to 12 to 1 yesterday. And to me, that's both the home field advantage. And it's also, and more importantly, if you actually think about it, you know, we'll do the math on that tomorrow. How much advantage is it to have home field? let's say, the entire playoffs up to the Super Bowl versus to not have to play that game. My gut feeling is not playing the game is going to be more than double as valuable, if not more. I would have to agree. I, yeah, I, that, that seems like the, the it's such a huge advantage that one seed. When I think of the advantage of the one seed, I don't think, well, they've got home field throughout. I think they don't have to play a game that everyone else has to play. What you you know we've never talked about this. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas talking with the A.J. Hoffman. Uh, what's your take on just the one buy? I don't like it. I, I think it's too much of a competitive advantage. It it feels like it's just overwhelming, and especially in years where it comes down to a tiebreaker based on strength of schedule or something. You know, if two teams have the same record and one gets a buy because they played a, a slightly more difficult well, but, schedule, but, but that's it's tough. the same tiebreaker. It's the same tiebreaker. It's going to let teams in the playoffs or not, which is even hey, bigger. No, you're right. You're right. But if it, it feels like at the top, like if you if you're tied for the best record, one team gets a, a full week of rest, and the other team has to play against a playoff team, it just seems like too much of a competitive disadvantage. You bring up another good point. It's not only the chance of losing the game; it's having to play the game, even if you win. Huh? Okay. So, how much do do you feel like this is an overreaction with Tampa? Uh, the downgrade, do you feel like it's an underreaction? It's about right. And make your case because to me, um, when I say make the case, I'm saying, you know, speak to the other side. I'm going to say it's a bit of an underreaction. Currently, the Bucks are priced lower than they were at open this year. So the Bucks at the beginning of the year, you could have had it 11 to 1. Now you're well, paying hold 9. Hold on, hold on, hold on. At what point could you have Tampa at 11 to 1? When the numbers open, January 26th last year. Oh, okay, okay. But I mean, at any point once we got to summer, th- th- it was them and KC, you know. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. B- but it feels like it was, since then the B- the Bucks have done nothing but lose players, and and you can argue well when they got Antonio Brown, the, a bump was warranted because it felt like that was some insurance. But losing Chris Godwin and then two weeks later losing Antonio Brown makes it feel like Tom Brady. It felt like he was such a weapon when he had when he was surrounded with a great. Cast and now that cast has come into question because I don't think Gronk is Gronk anymore. I think he's he's Robert now, Robert Gronkowski, and not Gronk. <laughs> and when you talk about just having Robert and Mike Evans, you're not talking about the the bevy of weapons that he had when he won that Super Bowl. It's a clever analogy, but everyone knows it'd be Robbie. <laughs> I mean, Robert, it's going to be Robbie. Like, you can see Belichick going, get Robbie over here, you know? 
<laughs> so, you know, I like it. With, but I almost went with Bob. Maybe that's what I should have gone with. Oh, no. Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Bobby but, G. But then I would have spent 10 minutes doing Bill Murray imitations from What About Bob? <laughs> and, I mean, that would throw things way off the rails. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas, staying on the tracks. I think... Well, one, the reason that the odds were so bad right after or was uh, paying off so generously right after the Super Bowl was there was total uncertainty about who was coming back. So in a weird way, the possibility when it was, like you said, 11 to one, the possibility was that the team would look like this, if not even thinner. Uh, I mean, there was what, six, seven people that could have left key players because remember Gronkowski or as you say, Robert, as I say, Robbie, <laughs> they, uh, you know, he had a one-year deal, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, A.B. re-signed, like you said. Um, I'm not sure about Fournette. I, I, Levante David re-signed over the summer. Yep. Uh, Shaq Barrett, uh, obviously. And and not to mention, uh, it was Godwin that got the, the franchise, right? Yes. So a lot of questions. And they all got answered in the affirmative. And that's and then they became co-favorites. And now we're seeing, I mean, other than the quarterback, has any team lost? I mean, three of the top four. I mean, if we put four net as the fourth playmaker, they've lost all but one. And, And Evans is a question mark. Yeah, and it's funny, when the Titans lost all their guys, they lost all their playmakers besides their quarterback, we said, this team can't possibly be good, yet here they are, the one seed. Yeah, but remember, when when Tennessee was in that state, without Brown and and uh, without Julio, Jones, Derek Henry. Jones and, and Henry, they, they won with defense, but at no point did anyone mistake that offense for being good. No. So it, it, I think the takeaway is it affected them significantly. I agree with that. So why wouldn't it affect Tennessee when we – oh, sorry. Why wouldn't it affect Tampa Bay when we saw Tom Brady, oh, I don't know, 24 months younger – two years ago, AJ – and without <laughs> playmakers – How'd he look the second half of the year in 19? He, he looked like he was washed, and it looked like the Patriots were, were making the right move by letting him walk away. He looked so bad that Fezzik had him ranked 19th <laughs> in his quarterback rankings. Tom Brady, 19th, two years ago. But, uh, I mean, if I, I mean, so Evans, is, is it a hammy? I, I, I'm not sure. It's a lower, it's a, it's a leg injury. I'm not sure exactly what it is. I mean, let, well, let's do this. Let's take our first break. Let's see what the likelihood of lingering is with Evans, because without him, what do they got? And also, we'll get into it, Antonio Brown's actions, what motivated them, and does he have a chance to ever step foot on an NFL field again? All that and more coming up next. And he's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words and the heavens go. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm AJ Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to take a look at Antonio Brown. What happened yesterday and how's it going to affect the Bucks going forward? 
I would say it's not good, AJ. That seems seems pretty wise of you. I, I'm just a little little teaser, and maybe that kind of insight is one of the reasons <laughs> this is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. Thank you so much. That's because of you. And we're going to keep reciprocating with our very best effort. You can listen on 225 stations, coast to coast. If you don't know your station, go to foxsportsradio.com, foxsportsradio.com. You can check out your local station, see where it is, what the call numbers are, and you can listen streaming up there if you want. It's that simple here in Vegas on the Strip. Mackenzie, what's the current temperature? 50 degrees. Oh, and the neon is chug-a-lugging. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at Antonio Brown, who apparently the, the story came out today that Antonio Brown didn't feel like he was healthy enough to go back in the game with an ankle injury. And when the coaches said, hey, it, we need you back in the game right now, there was a disagreement. Antonio Brown said, I'm not playing anymore, took off his pads, threw his gloves, threw his shirt into the crowd, and walked away. In the postgame press conference, Bruce Arians said, he's no longer a buck. Let's talk about the guys who won the game for us. So Antonio Brown, while not officially released yet, it, it's pretty much the writing is on the wall, RJ. All right, so a couple things. This might be the most brilliant thing I've ever heard that AB did. <laughs> I'm saying the thing about the uh, wanting him to go in. Because think about that a second. What's the one thing that could have been a dispute that the player getting that upset because you could make the case, you know, I, I knew if I didn't have my pads on, they couldn't force me to go in. So I, I, I wasn't thinking it through. I was enraged because I was thinking about my, like, walking, like, with my kids down the aisle. If somehow I hurt myself because, you know, <laughs> listen, it's not that far-fetched. In back, it wasn't that long ago that, you know, shoot it up. You know, they force, you know, not force, but a lot of co coercion about players playing when they didn't want to play, I, ha I have zero or less than 1% that, that this was the cause in my mind. But isn't it something he can hang his hat on? I suppose so, but the kind of the deal in the NFL is if you're if you're if you're able to go that day, then you're able to go. Well, You've got to be off, ready to go when they call off, you. First off, there is no deal. The players decide if they want to play. So now, if a player doesn't play. They can cut them. They can react to it, but they can't force you to play. Well, and that's what that's what the the story said was that he said you're either going in the game or you're not on this team, and that's when Antonio Brown decided to not be on this team. If, if that if that is true, wow, wow. If that and you said you you think one less than one percent that that is the true story, because well, it's funny. The reason I said that off the cuff was because I heard. Arians say, yeah, I tried, or I read, I think it was The Athletic, not Mike Sando. It was saying something about uh, a variation that, that uh, uh, the coach was saying, hey, he was trying to entice, the case was made that Bruce Arians was trying to entice him to go back in. And, but that wasn't, it, but it was it was like after he, he started getting upset about other things. So it was almost like saying, hey, let's just settle down, go play, was the way I took it to be. It's kind of interesting that, wow. Now, wouldn't A.B. put that, if it was true, wouldn't he put that out immediately on social media? 
That's, I mean, knowing Antonio Brown, yes, he would. But even, I mean, anyone, you know, like if you have a something that could be a legal issue, what do you do? You you write a letter to your, or you write an email to your attorney to memorialize it, whatever it is. And this is good. Listen, I'm not giving legal advice, but I watched a lot of L.A. law back in the day, and I watched pretty much the whole O.J. trial. So what I'll say is, and use that as my credentials, is I don't think getting into an Ivy League law school but not going counts, right, AJ? Uh, yeah, I think it does kind of count. RJ, he's R.J. Bell, Esquire. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This okay, is Vegas. okay. All right. <laughs> I'm not from like the 1870s, but okay. <laughs> but but what I would say is anytime there's something that happens, if you can – and remember when Trump was having trouble with one of the uh, – what was his name? Case or Comey. Is Comey had all these uh, contemporaneous letters is what they call it uh, or document where at the time you go back from a meeting and you write it down and you sign it, you send it to someone. So it's it's that day. It's there's no proof that you're not lying, but at least it wasn't made up after the fact is the whole point. Right. And. You would think Brown would get that out there immediately because let's say that that's true, AJ. Let's say that's true. They said you go back in the game even though, and parenthetically, even though you don't believe that you're physically capable, that you believe you're in danger. They didn't say that. But if A.B. never had trouble going on the field. Right. I mean, he was never known as a Steelers fan. He was, you know, I can tell you, he was never known as a guy that that nursed injuries. A malingerer, no. Yeah, no, that's a good word. And and so I'm not saying this is true, but what I'm saying is, if they said that, and he's thinking, wait a minute, I've already got the, you know, a lot of the world against me, this COVID card, you know, situation. I, who knows what his financial situation is, right? He's thinking maybe my kids are gonna have trouble eating, you know, at least. You know, they might have to eat normal food and not like gourmet food. And then you're told, go back in, in your choices, your your financial well-being or your physical well-being. I mean, that's like 1968 stuff there. Yeah. And I mean, do you? But has that's that been, coal miner stuff, RJ? I mean, I, even the unions wouldn't let that happen. <laughs> uh, so let me ask you, and, and all no jokes, is. If that were true, if AB, you know, said, I don't think I can play physically and they say, go back in or you're off the team. What do you think? I think that that would be shocking if that were actually the case. Okay, so let's assume it is. Then I think the Bucks are are in the wrong. Right. But I, I also think that if that's the case, if Antonio Brown couldn't play, he'd be over in the medical tent. He'd be somewhere else. Well, and the, what, the, what do you mean people people blow out their knee and walk off? Some, I mean, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Philip Rivers played an entire playoff game with a blown ACL. That is true. So I mean, we, it's not like you're gonna snap, if you snap your leg in half, yeah. But there's a lot of serious injuries that don't seem serious, and there's a and there's a lot of you know, and you see that all the time with those non-contact. They go down. And it looks like well, how can that hurt them? You know, compared to like getting tackled. So listen, we're not doctors, 
right? So who knows if, if it was ahead? If he, who knows? But it, it just seems like what would be the scenario that Tampa Bay would say that? Well, that and Tampa Bay didn't say that. Tampa Bruce Arian said. No, what I I'm don't saying know. is Tampa Bay would say that actually as a team to oh. AB during the game. I, I can't. That's what I'm saying. I can't picture a scenario that they would say that. But what, what's potentially brilliant about this, and I'm saying in a devious Machiavellian sense, and again speculating, but if one of the things that Bruce Arians tried to do was say, "Ab, just go in and and uh, you know, let's forget about this," like he said. In passing, he said that, right? I mean, it wasn't a big point he was making. Then A.B. to make that about going in the key question, at least in a sense of like strategizing, is a brilliant move. I agree with you. But like I said, I just I'm with you about the one. Well, listen, A.J., you don't believe the moon landing happened. (laughs) <laughs> that's also that's not true technically. Okay. I do believe. But what I'm saying is, you're a, a walking skeptic. You're so. I am. Con- so we get it. You don't think it's true. I don't think it's true. But that's what a hype. But what I'm saying is, this is news, and it, it and it was played brilliantly. Like when when a team tries to do a false start to try to get the other team to do an extra timeout or something, it doesn't always work. But it's good strategy. I don't disagree with you at all. I think Antonio Brown said the thing. But, but I think what you would be doing, AJ, is during the game, if you were the color guy, you'd be one guy would be going, brilliant move. I, you'd be like, yeah, but I don't think they're going to fall for it. <laughs> I will say it's the only thing he could have said that gets him any kind of – well, maybe, you know, because I said yesterday, what is Antonio Brown doing? LOL on Twitter. And the world came after me. Several people on Twitter. There's there's basically people who if if you if somebody thinks that somebody has a mental health problem and you laugh, you're the most horrible person. And well, I, I mean, know, I don't know who's, what's la- wrong with who's laughing Brown. at mental health problems. I'm not. All I did. I laughed at what Antonio Brown did. I'm not a doctor to know that he has mental health problems. And neither are the people who came after me on Twitter. But you're not. But, a doctor to know he doesn't no i'm not in fact i think by you watched hard knocks the miami or the uh year in oakland right yes i mean do you really have a lot of doubts about his mental health (laughs) i mean what i'm saying is i'm not going to diagnose him from a distance but the idea of saying oh he is you know if if i said if we had a round table of people and someone said and we said what do you think about ab's mental health and someone said, I think he is about the sanest person I've ever seen. I, I think he should he'd be wasting his time going to counseling. Who would is that even a possibility someone would no, say that? That's not. So obviously he's amongst the top quartile of seemingly problematic uh, psych, psych psychologies. Yes. So I don't think people destroy millions of dollars in careers because they want to. And that's the funny thing. There's a great line on The Sopranos where when a, when a, um, when the dude who uh, – oh, what was his name? The uh, Rosalie Aprile uh, – Jackie Aprile – Jackie Jr. When Jackie Jr. died, right, is – they were talking about it and they said, you know um, – I think he had dyslexia, someone said. So they were approaching him. He was a dumb kid. They were approaching it from the perspective of like, oh, there's an advanced way to think about it. And then Tony goes, yeah, but he almost drowned in an inch of water or something, like making a joke about it. And then Tony thought, he goes, but, you know, actually, that would be a sign of like, you know, of being – 
mentally disabled also or whatever lingo they were using at the time. So it's like in a weird way, like all the stuff that we think, oh, it's bad to say, it, it pretty much explains away everything. Like, like it's the old Hitler liked his dog. It's like Hitler didn't want to be evil. He had something caused him to be. And obviously, we all have to ultimately take responsibility. But, like, we're all just a product of consequence, you know, cause, effect, cause, effect. And it's a mystery, right? So two brothers can grow up together and be totally different. Same parents, same. So, but in a weird way, us being so protective of, like, mental health, it almost makes it how you can't really be mad at criminals, Right, because that's going to be a mental health issue, right? Why would you do it? What do you think, AJ? I I agree with that, but at some point, and until a doctor says, "Hey, this is what's wrong," it's not crazy to question the behavior. Because let's face it, there's a lot of people will say, "When he took that hit from Vontez Perfect, everything changed." I mean, you watched the Steelers early. Antonio Brown's been sort of a a head case from day one. This isn't new. I actually here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tease this. I so disagree with your statement. Oh, and I'm going to prove it. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at six. 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, I'm A.J. Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell. So talking about Antonio Brown and his claim now that they were attempting to force him onto the field when he didn't feel uh, physically up to it or able to play. Um, What's your sense in in the social media about is anyone being sympathetic? There's a couple people, yeah. To that argument, though? Yes. Okay. That's fascinating. Oh, I, no, no, no. To the argument, the mental health argument, not the ankle argument. I haven't seen anybody sympathetic to that. I don't think oh, anybody believes that. So no one's falling for that is what you're saying. Right. <laughs> OK. Well, the mental health is how, how do you not be sympathetic to it? Like, I, make I'm make the you. case that, that Antonio Brown deserves no sympathy. It's hard to, but Antonio Brown's also well, had don't, a lot don't of chances. Listen, you say enough wrong things. If you don't believe it, don't say it. But can you really? Can you make the case? I can make the case that I'm not a doctor to say that Antonio Brown is mentally ill. So, I, if if you but, just assume that there's a chance he is and a chance he isn't, his behavior and the chances he's had and squandered, it's hard to feel sorry for the guy. Well, I'm not even sure you should feel sorry for him, but. I don't think he should be maligned. Now, listen, if, if if you're committing sexual assault, if you're doing things that really hurt others, then you deserve scorn, uh, in my opinion. And obviously, there's claims that AB did that in, at different points or whatever. And I don't, I don't know how it all got adjudicated. I don't know how the secret settlements went or whatever. But what I know is if you see someone walking in the cafeteria with – and they're bald and they have like ketchup on their bald spot and they're putting <laughs> french fries up there like it's some kind of like a dog bowl on their head. You don't say, hey, you know, I, I don't think he's been diagnosed. You look and you say, that guy's weird. There's something wrong. <laughs> to me, AB's crazier than that. Someone doing that with their bald spot and ketchup is less crazy than what AB's done since the Steelers. And the reason I think. Last thing, this segment, that A.B., A.B. before like two and a half, three years left with the Steelers was known as the hardest worker on the team. Ryan Clark just last week said no offensive player he's ever seen worked as hard as A.B. Think about it. The, how, the, how, where was A.B. at in receivers this year, you think, in the league? Top eight, nine for sure, right? 
If he is, that's news to me. I, now, I where would know. you have ranked him this year? I would have said probably in the top 20, maybe. Okay, let's say that. I think that's uh, not giving him credit, but let's say that, you know, on the field. But let's say that's true. The guy was hard. People thought after the Raiders, maybe he's not even worth it to sign, like forgetting any trouble. He's just over the hill. And the reality, he shows back up, and somehow he goes, you know, he misses weeks and weeks because of the COVID shenanigans, and and then he comes back and he catches, what, 10 balls? I mean, the guy is one of the most talented receivers we've ever seen and one of the hardest workers, and he was drafted in, the, what, the fifth round? Yeah. So maybe not the most talented, but he became – so the guy had – and then at a certain point in Pittsburgh, I'm not saying it was related to any given hit or whatever, but I don't know. But I know that at a certain point I started hearing negative stuff about him. I'm like, I've never heard this stuff before. So I don't know. It is, it is wild. But what we know for sure is Tampa Bay's odds have dropped. They're only 9-1 to now to win the Super Bowl. When we come back, Monday night game, Big Ben, we're not saying it's his last game. We're just hoping it's his last game. And we've got a best bet coming up. That's kind of our next one. He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. Let's take a look at Monday Night Football, the Pittsburgh Steelers' three-point favorites hosting the Cleveland Browns. Okay, let's do a little lesson. Not a lesson. Let's do a review of this line move because it tells you how different motivations and factors are priced in. So two things had to happen for this to be a meaningless game, at least for the playoffs, for the Browns. One is Cincinnati winning, and we're going to get into that big tomorrow. By the way, right now, Chase, wide receiver, is the significant favorite to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. And literally, Mac Jones last week was minus 500. So, wow, what a swing. Now, that had to happen, and the Chargers had to win. So, you know, 20% chance this game would be meaningless. And here it is, and boom, it moves six points. It was Browns favored by three, and now the Browns are three-point underdogs. The thing that I think a mistake was probably made by the market was it didn't price in, and let me ask you, AJ, if we knew for a fact 100% this was going to be a game that the playoffs were a factor, that that there was something to play for, quote-unquote, do you think that... Browns on the road favored by three was the right number? Or do you think it would have been even higher than that? Because since it should have been discounted down, it probably should have been like five and a half if we thought three was right considering the discount. I don't think five and a half makes any sense with full motivation. And I guess the point I'm saying is that that it's an opportunity to, to really read what happens at the end of the year in the NFL. And there's some opportunities to take advantage of mistakes. Do you, do, what do you think the line would have been if, if both teams were motivated in this game? 
I feel like it's probably Cleveland minus one, minus two. So you even had it lower than the three that it was when there was uncertainty still. Yeah. So it goes to show you. So you lean Pittsburgh tonight then? I lean Pittsburgh tonight, yes. Okay. So, oh, you know something. We got your best bet coming up, but we also got a double read. So why don't you do the read first? And you'll see if you can top it. I'll do that. Dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. But, AJ, I would never subject the audience to two straight re. I care too much about the audience. That's good of you. Unlike some people. So instead of giving them another read right now, Let's give them your very best bet amongst all the props. I will do that. It's going to be Baker Mayfield under 222 and a half passing yards. He's only topped that number once in the last six games. And I don't expect tonight on a cold night with nothing to play for that Baker Mayfield is going to be leaned on by the Cleveland Browns. I'm honestly not sure why they're even playing him right now. But with the Browns with no motivation, I see no reason for Baker to be uh, chucking the ball around. So Baker Mayfield under 222 and a half passing yards. Why is he playing at all? To me, it invalidates the whole argument that somehow, some way, uh, he was so hurt earlier. Because if he was, why play him in a game? It doesn't matter. I guess Brad said maybe because they don't have a quarterback that they want to look at besides him. But, because but obviously what I'm saying Case is, it doesn't matter. Is there's nothing to be gained from looking at more of him, and it just makes it if they if they're planning on keeping him, this takes away their excuse. It's like if he was so hurt, why did he play in a meaningless game? That's a great question, and obviously he's going to be their quarterback going into next season. Why not let him get a head start on rest and recovery, surgery, whatever he's got to do to be right coming into next season? All right, I got one more point on this, but I'm going to let you do the the other read, then I've got a great point to end it. (laughs) All right, dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. So, kids, that's an example. If you can't win something, don't play. That's my personal advice. AJ's too good at those reads. He's just too good at them. (laughs) All right. Here's the thing. Big Ben, last game, it matters, no doubt. This is a proud franchise. But don't forget, no losing seasons for Coach Mike Tomlin. They have to win one of the next two games. If they split out, they'll be 8-8-1, not a losing season. You might think that's a narrative. No, I'm telling you, that's a huge motivation for this Pittsburgh team. Not to mention Big Ben is beat up so badly on the Browns, he'll want to go out the same way. All right, if you missed any of today's show, including RJ giving me a lesson in law and giving everyone a lesson in law, let's face it, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We're going to be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. L- lot to decide whether the, the Steelers are going to win nine games, eight. We don't know. We'll find out tonight. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! 